Stuart Hardy with All In Sports Outreach, and I am so excited for another episode of our podcast. This will be episode number 21. In today's episode, you're going to hear a conversation I have with Coach Glenn Moore. Coach Moore is currently the head softball coach at Baylor University. I met Coach Moore about a year ago through a mutual friend. and He's highly successful on the field, but more importantly, his accomplishments off the field and leading his team and serving others, knowing and growing in their relationship with Christ. He's married to Janice. They have two kids. But most of all, his leadership and passion for Christ is just so contagious. So I cannot wait for you to hear from Coach Moore. So without further delay, let's jump right into it. Well, thanks for joining me today, Coach Moore. It's great to be here. You bet. So when I was preparing for this, I printed off your bio on the Baylor website, and it was a it was eight pages, so um, I know there's listeners that listen to this podcast that may not be familiar with you and your background, so maybe if you'd start and share a little bit about yourself, maybe where you grew up, your family, and your current position. Yeah, uh, you know, I, I've been in Texas for so long, I kind of feel like I'm half Texan <laughs> now, but I grew up in the south and rural Mississippi and grew up on a farm, it was a dairy farm. Uh, until I was eight years old. So I didn't really get a good taste of that lifestyle, but my older brothers did. Thanks. Thank the Lord. They uh, convinced my dad to get out of dairy farming and went into beef cattle farming. So I honestly really love that. I think if it wasn't coaching, I'd probably be trying to farm, do some type of farming or something. I like the serenity of that life and just the kind of the Americana of, of uh, living that life and Learned a lot of great values on the farm, but uh, didn't have to do a whole lot of dairy farming. Thank, thank goodness that was uh, enough. I had to get up early in the morning around four o'clock with my brothers, and they they did all the work. I can remember it vaguely uh, enough to know that I didn't want, don't want to do that for a living. <laughs> um, grew up when my dad was a men's fast pitch softball player for uh, our local church. Back then, the men played fast pitch and the women played slow pitch, and most of the churches where I grew up had a team and my dad was a highly sought after pitcher in the, the Southeast. And although his job wouldn't allow him to travel very far, he had opportunity to do that. He, he, uh, coached in that area. So some great memories from a big family, uh, going to watch my dad play and eating Kentucky fried chicken on the side of a, a hill, watch my dad pitch. And I eventually got the opportunity to play with him. And then he coached me and then, from there, I went on to uh, go through uh, school and <clears throat> go to Northwestern State playing, uh, who, who, by the way, ironically, we open up with this year, my oh, wow. mater, um, go there and play football where I met my wife. And um, then from, from there, I coached there in softball, believe it or not, uh, would go over and work with the pitchers. With Ricky McAllister was the head coach there, and I'd work with the pitchers for him and coach there and uh went one year in the high school of football and baseball. And then I got a call from William Carey college, uh, Baptist college and AI school in Mississippi that was starting a program and two years into it there. LSU called and I had the opportunity to move there. I was at LSU for four years before Baylor called and, and, uh, came over and checked this job out and have been living my dream job for, for quite a while. And God's blessed me and my family. I have two beautiful kids. One will be a freshman here at Baylor next year, JC. And, um, she was born just before we moved to, to Texas. And then my son, Ty, was uh, he's a sophomore, and he was born in Texas. 
my wife, Janice, uh, ran track at Northwestern State. And, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it in a nutshell. Wow. So what drew you to Baylor? I mean, head coach at LSU, so what drew you to, to Baylor? Oh, uh, uh, you know, we were uh, – we were we thought we were living the dream job. Everybody in our part of the world thinks that uh, LSU is the mecca of of sports, and uh, I had the opportunity to be the head coach down there. And uh, uh, you know, to be quite honest with you, uh, Baylor called and asked if I would be interested in looking at this position. And I didn't know a lot about Baylor, but I knew it matched up with my beliefs quite a mm-hmm. bit. But honestly, I, I came over and looked at it to get LSU to fulfill some promises <laughs> they had made and sweeten the pot over there. And within six hours of being on campus here, my wife and I knew this is where the Lord was calling us. And of course, we prayed quite a bit about that. And um, early in my career, this is uh, where we knew the Lord was uh, bringing us and uh, where we would raise our family. Right. And so you're starting what your 17th or 18th year? 18th year here here at Baylor. Yeah. Wow. So, like I said a few minutes ago, your bio is long, lots of accomplishments, um, lots of success, and actually that's what's got our family into watching college softball now. And I was just wondering if you um, had or would share, I know this is kind of hard, but maybe one or two players that um, that's maybe impacted you while, you're, while you've been at Baylor. Oh, man, it's, uh, it's going to be hard to – to call a name <laughs> <laughs> because I have had so many right. of them, and, uh, you know, one up in your area in particular, uh, Kathy Shelton, mm. um, played for uh, her dad, Kevin Shelton with the Texas glories. You know, uh, they say you're not supposed to pick favorite players, but, uh, and, and, and I would never pick a favorite, but she'd certainly be in the top five. If, right. I, if I was a person to do that, uh, it's a great leader, great person. Um, I just, uh, loved her passion to play and, and her family was tremendous and tremendous supporters for us. Um, you know, I have coached so many of them. There's been, there's been so many, uh, back at LSU, even William Carey, uh, where I got my, my start. And, um, you know, I got a local kid that came in, uh, we signed at LSU. I say local, she was from California, but she lives here locally now in Waco and, signed her at LSU and then I left her behind and after a year she followed us over here to Baylor and, and has been here ever since teaches as administrator at Midway High School here in town Kelly Levesque um uh, Kiri Learberg is another great one from out and mo- most of these are just good kids that have right. just really bought into what we're doing here and uh, I could list many many um of our players, Catherine Johnson, uh, is Catherine Chambly when she played here as our team chaplain. And she played for me my very mm. first year here at Baylor, uh, kind of a neat story here, uh, Stuart, uh, to understand how God works. Um, when they knew they were going to be replacing, uh, coach Paula Young, Catherine and Nan Wilkins, a, a friend of hers decided they were going to, to pray for a, a godly coach talk mm. about being convicted. They were going to pray for a godly coach to come in and t- take over the program. And they, uh, the, the way they tell the story is the FCA magazine had, uh, run a story on, uh, our LSU program and, uh, and coach Brittany Sneed then, who is our pitching coach now, Brittany Newman, um, was featured in there and they were reading that on the bus ride. 
year before we came here and they decided they were going to pray for a godly coach and, and, uh, didn't know me and weren't praying for me. And, and, uh, I showed up here and when they told me that after I arrived, I just, man, talk about overwhelming and humbling and knowing that you had a, a calling in life and God had a purpose for you being here. It was, we, we felt that anyway, but that just reaffirmed it. Wow. That's that's incredible, Jim. Just a reminder that it's it's greater than the game of softball or whatever yeah, sport absolutely. you coach. So what would you say maybe is the greatest accomplishment or greatest memory so far in your career? Um, good grief. Uh, you know, when it, there, I have to compartmentalize that question a little bit, you know, because there there are victories on the field mm-hmm. as well as off the field. And, and uh, you know, there's certainly uh, – we look at this as a ministry as well and want God to get the glory in what we're doing. So the bigger victories are the lives of the kids that are changed through our program. And we want to always um, make sure that's known here at Baylor. And uh, that's kind of what I've been so impressed with Baylor University uh, about as giving us the platform to do that as coaches and hopefully we will when all is said and done we will not have uh fallen short of our duty there we work hard at that so uh, you know at off the field we we host a summer camp every summer and uh overnight camp we have several camps but our overnight camp we really uh, emphasize uh you know god's uh mission for us in our life and uh, we pray for our campers before they get here, and we feel he's sending us camp, campers to um, – and it really has very little to do with softball. That's just our, our vehicle and mm-hmm. our platform. Um, but we will have uh, 16 to 25 kids um, except Christ every summer camp. And, and wow. uh, you know, the camps are right after our season, so it's tiring, and we're really needing a break, but we have to recruit, and we have these camps coming around, and every – year we debate whether we're going to have be able to continue to do our week-long camp many schools are going to three-day camps because of the shorter recruiting season Mm. and we always you know at the end of the year we have so many kids that have lives changed many uh you know make decisions uh um to follow christ and many rededications and it just motivates you and you think hey had we chosen not to do this look where we'll be and so that's why we're doing it off the field. Those things are important. I guess that's sim- similar to on the field, but our personal victories here and in, in our games, you know, we've been to four world series. Mm-hmm. We've been blessed with tremendous facilities and we've had some huge wins. Uh, not many, any bigger than the series we won out in Arizona last year. We were the uh, 15th team. They were the second team and we went to their place, which doesn't happen. And, and beat a team with eight national titles, uh, two out of three to make it to the World Series. A few years back, we we went to uh, Georgia and, and somehow beat all the odds. No one gave us a chance to, mm-hmm. to win. We won two of three, went to the World Series there. Uh, a few years later, we went back over there, and I was thinking, man, the softball gods are not in our favor They've got a chip on their shoulder. We're not going to be able to, yeah. to compete over here in this environment. It's a great uh, program. Just won uh, the SEC, and uh, we won in two games to go to the World Series those those years. So never underestimate what kids can do whenever they uh, are all pulling in the right direction and the same direction, and, and uh, they can do 
great and mighty things. So um, God gave us a great platform there. Absolutely. So you mentioned um, when you're talking about a little bit about yourself, you having two kids. So, and then you've also talked about the demands of the coaching, the camps, the recruiting. So how do you balance um, being the coach of a successful Big 12 program with also being a husband and a dad? Well, it's funny you bring that up. Uh, uh, we are, <clears throat> I don't know the perfect answer to that other than uh, staying focused on God's word and making sure we have a lot of people like to call it the balance in your life of the spiritual and mm-hmm. the physical, but, but, uh, but we've got to have more of the spiritual, um, to make things work right. We have also been blessed with three young boys that we have, uh, recently taking into foster care and once a four year old. So, um, my wife is a saint and, uh, for her to be able to, to handle that at this stage of our lives when we were about to send our kids off to college, uh, is mind boggling to me and it's changed the dynamics of our family, but great blessings to, to be in a position to where you can change lives and, and kids keep brothers together. And, um, it's, it's, I guess the, the simple answer would be to make sure that you prioritize and keep God first. But, um, uh, you know, to, to let you, you know, I, and everybody knows that, uh, we have struggles just like everybody mm-hmm. else. We come into a messy house and kids not doing their job of helping out. And my wife is not one to demand a whole lot out of them. So I have to be the bad guy at times. <laughs> and, you know, we have to have our meetings, but, uh, uh, you know, overall, it's very, very rewarding and, and a blessing, a blessing filled life. Wow, that's incredible, especially the story of the foster boys. That's yeah. that's awesome. So do your kids or what? I know your kids are involved in sports. What sports do they play? And, you know, is it difficult um, being a, a dad in that situation when you're, you know, when you're a your coaching is your profession? Yeah. So. Well, I get uh, I get my fulfillment out of coaching our kids, so I don't do a ton of coaching uh, coaching our softball players. So I don't do a ton of coaching of my kids. I hope I haven't failed them. Uh, they're vo- both very successful. My daughter is uh, um, not as athletic as my son. Um, she is ranked eighth in a class of 130 something. She does well academically, and very very proud of her. But she's um, volleyball was her sport. She broke my heart. I thought I was going to have an, a national champion pitcher. And she decided that told me a few years back that she just really didn't like uh, softball and she loved volleyball. So, um, after uh, getting over that initial shock, I uh, realized that the summer tournaments for volleyball were held in an air conditioned gym and I could go watch her play and not <laughs> sweat. So, uh, I love my daughter. She's a sweetheart. She's a perfect daughter. Uh, we'll be a, a freshman here at Baylor next year and has a, a great, uh, life of ministry ahead of her. She's been to leadership camp, UMHB for the last three or four years, been on mission trips and I couldn't have scripted, a uh, defined a better daughter, um, than JC. Um, uh, but she is not, not a bad athlete. She's, a certainly a good volleyball player all district and uh, throws a discus for her track team and is very involved at her school arena high school my son uh, ty is very athletic um uh, he's uh 
does a great job on the football field. Uh, basketball is his love. He's uh, got his mom's jumping ability. She was a high jumper in college and at Northwestern held the record there for 15 years after graduation. And he has been able to dunk a basketball since he was in the ninth grade with two hands. So that's, uh, wow. that's amazing to me, but, um, so he's a great athlete, great kid as well. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm just really proud of him. That's awesome. So, uh, is your son looking to play beyond high school, you think? Yeah, I think he would like to. Uh, he's a sophomore and um, got a couple more years. I know early recruiting is, uh, you know, the, the norm of the day. And he's uh, not uh, – we, we don't really know exactly what his level will be. He, his intentions are to come to Baylor. So, you know, it may be a walk-on. And uh, he had talked about being a two-sport athlete for a while. Uh, I don't know if he'll be that caliber or not, but uh, um, we'll just wait and see where God sends him and, and where his heart leads him to go. But he's he's certainly talented enough to help somebody out, I believe. That's awesome. So kind of shift a little bit more to, to faith. Um, our family had a chance to um, spend a few minutes with you last spring before a game. And my wife, who is a Baylor graduate, we walked out, she commented, she goes, I've never been around a coach so bold and strong in their faith. And, wow. and what really blew her away was um, just your passion for taking the girls on mission trips. And I know you just recently returned from one right after Christmas. So talk about that whole dynamic of, you know, we've already mentioned that it's, it's bigger than softball. But talk about your passion for taking the girls out of the country and serving. Yeah. Uh, well, I may not have as much of a passion after that 10 hour flight back from, uh, Amsterdam when they had me stuck in the middle of the <laughs> for seven and a half hours. I didn't move. And now, uh, you know, I just, I really believe that we're here to glorify God and he's going to place on our heart what he desires for us to do in order to, to do that. And my, my gift um, our gift from God is to coach a sport that I dearly love and have a opportunity to do things and not everybody has the opportunity to do. And the opportunity is to present, um, opportunities for our, for our athletes. Um, our school Baylor is very benevolent in going and serving. And, you know, I, I jokingly say often, it's really not a joke, but ESPN's not going to, um, report on the many great things that this university mm. does. It's not going to increase their ratings um, the way it will for scandals and things that are, you know, um, not good, not, mm -hmm. doesn't shine a great light. And, uh, you know, a, a good example of that is uh, after we got back from Ghana two years ago on our first mission trip over there, the SPN, um, asked to interview me about it and I made clear that we were you know going over there using softball as a tool to spread the gospel and uh, the report came out that we went to Ghana to teach softball to a nation that uh, had never you know played softball before and not anything about the gospel mm. and they just didn't tell our story accurately it didn't have to I felt it didn't have to be you know um, in agreement with what we were doing but that was our story and mm -hmm. Um, Baylor does quite a bit of that throughout the year and 
a big mission trip occurs at the end of our season when we're hopefully in playoffs and we can't commit to going. So every four years, my desire is to give every athlete that comes through here an opportunity to, uh, to have an international experience and uh, go and serve if they desire. And it's not required, but it's an opportunity and many take advantage of that. However, uh, after going two years ago to Ghana, um, I really felt the need to go back in two years rather than in four. There was a reason for that. Uh, I won't get into the details, mm-hmm. but the missionary that's working with us um, needed some help. So I felt that. I brought it before the team, and they were excited about going. So we put together this trip that we uh, went on. We've been to Thailand, and uh, we've been to the San Blas Islands, slept in hammocks with the Kunayala Indians um, off the coast of Panama, uh, you know, we just uh, we we've served domestically in Baton Rouge and helped out with hurricane mm-hmm. relief efforts here in Texas and things like that. So there's many opportunities. You don't have to leave the borders of this state even uh, right. to to help people out. But an international trip uh, certainly lets you know how uh, much we have and how God's blessed this country. Uh, when you go to other countries, especially a, a place a third world country like Ghana. And uh, it changes lives. So uh, we had the opportunity to go. Uh, we did. Use, we do use softball as our platform. Our girls are comfortable teaching softball, so that allows them um, a vehicle to share the gospel. But that's our ultimate purpose. And we had about 155 kids at our camp. And out of that, about 100 and estimated 120 to 125, 30 uh, made some some kind of a decision um, to uh, change their life for Christ. Wow. That's incredible. I'm just sitting here listening to you talk about all the different things you do outside of softball going, how in the world do you have time to, to, for the softball season and recruiting? And I'm just blown away by, by that. And I just think you're right. I think God's given you that, that gift and that passion. So that's, it's an encouragement to, I know to our family to, to read about it and to see it and to hear a little bit about it. So um, we appreciate that. Um, sticking with faith, is there a scripture that you know, God has shown you maybe just over the last couple of years, it just really kind of your go-to scripture right now. Oh man, they change daily. I've, I've had this question many times. Uh, the one that, you know, that uh, <laughs> this is one that uh, nobody will, has ever heard, John three sixteen. I'm sure. Um, I just heard Tim Tebow uh, talk about how in the world would not, he, he is talking about retweeting his John three sixteen mm-hmm. scripture. Um, and, uh, are tweeting it out, uh, 94 million people Googled it after he wore it and, and he couldn't believe that many people didn't already know what John mm. three sixteen. he said, uh, I remember him saying in the video, you may have seen hashtag Sunday school, you know, but we, yeah. <laughs> we've gotten away from Sunday school and we've gotten away from teaching kids, uh, you know, what, uh, that basic scripture is about for God so loved the world and and uh, that he gave his only begotten son uh, in our with our foster kids uh, you know that not attended church and uh, one previously got up and read that scripture and in, in our church uh, we got them Bibles for Christmas and to see their spiritual growth growth is just motivational to me and Yes, that's a basic scripture that uh, every Christian knows by heart, uh, but it's certainly one that's at the forefront of my mind right now. And um, I love God's word, and uh, I know it's a living word of God, and he can speak through us and and uh, does often. 
daily. And uh, but right now, that's what comes to mind. Believe it or not, is uh, John three sixteen is uh, impressed upon my mind, and I think that's uh, that's what we're trying to teach people through uh, going into the world and teaching all nations. Uh, that's that's what he's asked us to do, the Great Commission. So uh, we want to teach them about Jesus Christ. That's awesome. It's funny you mentioned John three sixteen because you know when you ask that question, or you know that's not the one most people um, will mention, but um, as a part of our organization, um, a friend and I, we've been going over every Monday and we go to this uh, a local middle school and we've been going through the fruit of the spirit um, with the seventh grade boys and girls basketball and going over today's kind of their, their last game. And one of the scriptures I wrote down for today, literally about an hour ago was John three sixteen. just, wow. to, just to talk to them about, you know, that the power of God's love, you know, and, and I just, Man. and I think you're right. I mean, it's just one of those scriptures I grew up, you know, I could, could say it since I was young, but I don't think, you know, a lot of times I don't think I fully grasped the, the power of it. So I just thought that was um, interesting when you mentioned that because, I mean, literally, I just written that down on a note card for today. So that's awesome. That's, uh, you know, it's, I think the basics of talking about Sunday school, we have so many things that distract us. And, and even my sport, there's a, a, a tug of war between, Christian families and allowing their kids to play sports that require them to miss church mm-hmm. on Sundays. And I have always had a a battle with that because I guess in a way I facilitate that. Um, but I also know if there's going to be uh, a venue out there that's going to take people away from church and learning about Christ, there needs to be Christians in that venue that mm. will leave the walls of the church and, and, um, share the gospel in those venues. And, you know, I really feel strongly that that's, we, we have a, a local organization here that uh, does a church on the dirt uh, on Sunday um, when their kids are playing. So they're not taking away the kids opportunity to compete for scholarships and to play um, the game they love, but they've turned that into a ministry as well. So I think uh, we've got to go outside the churches, you know, that's where we're fed. Um, by our pastors and where we learn, but we've got to get outside the walls of the churches as well. That's that's very good because I know, I mean, we have a lot of parent, parents of uh, middle school, school and high schoolers that listen to this, and I know as a dad, that's a great reminder because that's a battle we've had um, with our oldest son is is how much is too much, too much sports, and, yeah. and when it does pull us away, where do we draw the line? And so that's very good. Well, my, yeah. my advice there is, is if it's pulling you away and you're not taking it with you, then it's, it's bad. But if you that's can right. leave the church and, and, and still have a ministry there, then no, it's not too much because you're reaching the lost and you're, you're spreading the word. Uh, God tells us to go. Uh, he, he, you know, I, I just think it's got to be prioritized and put in the right perspective. And if you're called to go and and, and uh, your church doesn't have to be inside those four, four walls, but you just can't say, hey, you know, I can worship God out here on a boat on a Sunday morning right. fishing. Uh, yes, you can. But uh, is that what you're really doing? If that's mm. what you're really doing, um, then it's good and God can use it. But if you're using that for an excuse, then I think that's where you've got to your conviction will come in and the Holy Spirit will make you uh, t- turn you to go in another direction. Absolutely. That's a good reminder. So um, we have a lot of student athletes and coaches that listen. Um, so 
And it's no secret that now is not the easiest time, especially for student-athletes or even coaches, to be bold in their faith in schools. Um, so what you know, piece of advice or encouragement would you offer um, a student-athlete and, and a coach that is wanting to be bold in their faith but just you know, is struggling with that because of limitations yeah. that they may have? I think you, uh, uh, what came to mind when you asked me that question, and uh, since I uh, didn't get the memo, I don't know what these questions are on the front end, so I'm speaking right off the cuff here. Uh, I grew up in a time where many people wanted to be different, and it was mm. cool to be different. Um, well, since society has changed and uh, we have our experience, maybe the great falling away, uh, you know, now's the time where you really can be different as being a Christian and you can mm. be, you can be a light. Um, it, it may be a challenging. That's what I tell, that's what I tell my kids. And man, they, we live in a pretty conservative area, but when they come home from school, sometimes the things that they're faced with, whether it's gay marriage or, uh, abortion and, um, the way Satan has been able to turn some things, uh, away from what God's word clearly says, uh, to make us feel, uh, as bigots, um, as, uh, insensitive, you know, we just have to rely on God's word and, mm. uh, and, uh, say when, you know, I've told them when God decides to come back down here and tell us that he's changing what he's already written and given to us, um, then we'll, uh, we'll believe it the way God says it. But right now this is the the manual uh, that God's given us to live life by and, and uh, not being judgmental because we're all, we've all fallen short of the glory of God. We're all sinners. Um, but uh, it's an opportunity to show love and certainly compassion and, and uh, be that light in a, in a dark world. If you want to be different, uh, there's no greater time in the history of the U S to, to be different uh, than being a Christian right now in, the, in this, uh, this nation. Absolutely. I think that's good. I think um, like you kind of already answered. I have one more question, but you've pretty much covered that. That was, you know, what does it mean to be all in for Christ? And I think this whole conversation, you've answered that. So I appreciate your time today. Um, I know um, I've been encouraged just by the few minutes you've you've shared with us, just your, your heart and your passion. I know it's kind of given me a more of a desire to, to even go go more and, and to serve others. So I appreciate your time. Thank you. I, I just think we got to stay in prayer. If we want to, uh, we want to come out on top. Uh, we want to serve God. Um, I, I do that by conviction and your conviction comes from your, your prayer and your relationship. And a lot of people know the Lord believe in Jesus, but they don't have a relationship with Christ. And that relationship is where your conviction, uh, which is your guidance comes from. And that's what I rely on Stuart. So, um, I appreciate prayers for our program and uh, our, our athletes and for our coaches. Absolutely. You know, you can count on our family, definitely praying for you, and we look forward to the upcoming season. Thank you. Thank you very much. You bet. Wow. Another incredible testimony on our podcast. Um, again, just very grateful for Coach Moore and giving us a few minutes of his time just to share his passion, his passion for Christ, his passion for serving others, his passion for leading others into fulfilling the great commission of going and telling others 
about Jesus. And I know I had a couple takeaways from the conversation. I hope you did too. Most of all, it's just, it's just to go. To go and tell. Go and serve others and to keep Christ at the center of all we do, whether it's sports, whether it's being a husband, a dad, a mom, a teacher, no matter what we're doing, is does it align with the Word of God? And we should always look to the Word of God for our source of truth and nowhere else. And thank you for listening. I hope that you'll share this episode with family and friends. Um, as always, we love hearing from you. You can contact us via our Facebook page at All In Sports Outreach. You can also find ways there to um, pray for us, opportunities to serve with us, and also to give, to continue the ministry as God continues to open new opportunities for us to go into our communities and spread the love of Christ through sports and neighborhood outreach. For non-Facebook users, you can visit our website at allinsportsoutreach.org. You can find out information on our leadership team, upcoming events, Anything and everything you want to know about our organization is on our website. You can contact us via the website. And again, we love hearing from you. And lastly, I encourage you to go to iTunes. Leave us a review. Um, The more reviews we get, the more visible this podcast becomes, the greater the platform we have to further spread the gospel through media and sharing local stories, faith, and sports. Once again, Thanks for listening. Thanks for your support. We'll see you next time.